Welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation podcast. Hello and welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation, where our experts bring you fresh ideas and new perspectives on how consumers eat, drink, shop, groom and think. Each episode features a discussion of current topics from the latest consumer trends and new products to shifts in markets and lifestyles. I'm Andrew McDougall, Associate Director of Beauty and Personal Care at Mintel. And the other day I sat down with Jack Duckett, the Associate Director of our Lifestyle Reports, and Alex Fisher, the Associate Director of our UK Beauty Reports, to discuss senior consumers. So let's listen to that conversation. How are you both doing today? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for asking. How about you? Good, good. I didn't have another response for if you said you weren't doing good, so I'm glad that you did <laughs> Good thing it. we're all happy here. But as I said at the start, today I did want to focus a little bit more on the older consumer, because I think particularly in the beauty industry, but I think in consumer goods in general hmm. uh, and in lifestyles, we seem to have this um, huge fixation on younger consumers, you know, the, the Generation hmm. Z, uh, the Millennials. Um, but there is a lot to be said for targeting slightly older consumers, um, and also we don't want to forget them as well. Uh, but it is this idea of looking at their behaviours we're yep. talking about sort of senior consumers over 65s mm-hmm. but maybe even slightly younger than that over 55s it's quite an intriguing demographic um, and I just want to sort of open that up for discussion um, because we are always so fixated on the younger ones mm. um, I think just to start off with it's um Obviously, the uh, younger consumers, uh, our sort of millennials, are actually kind of the biggest group uh, at the moment in terms of demographics, in terms of the generation. So I think that's why they're a really important um, demographic to capture. Um, But uh, I think the thing is that in the wish to sort of Uh, appeal to all of these uh, younger consumers Um, some senior consumers kind of just get left by the wayside and there's there's not a lot out of out there for them um, especially in terms of beauty Uh, Jack I don't know if you've got anything to add to that yeah it's tricky so millennials are such a huge group and if we add in gen z after them straight after we get roughly sort of 40 percent of the population so it's it's no wonder they're such an important target for brands but it's important remembering that the over 65s or baby boomers alone in fact are the biggest the second biggest population group in the uk and so they are hugely valuable to brands um and it's it's definitely worthwhile trying harder to ta- to, to target this group and to engage with them on a better level yeah um i think that as you were saying that even as they're the second biggest group um their spending power is huge mm. um i think we tend to forget the fact that a lot of these um consumers are sort of we're expecting to have grandchildren by this point potentially but now that you know uh, a lot of people are having children later we're not seeing this happen as much and therefore they've got a lot of kind of extra money to spend extra time etc um so you know that they we need to treat them differently to maybe how we have done in the past and i think um the way we have treated them in the past is to think of them as sort of old fuddy-duddies and Mm. and something like that Absolutely, yeah. The the notion of this older consumer is, is really behind us. We have a very strong idea of what it means to be an old person. They're elderly, they're a senior. And this is, is a really outdated uh, concept. The, the the older people we have today, for want of a much better expression, the over 55 market, are so much more dynamic than we've ever seen in the past. Many of them expecting to live for much longer than in the past. So many of them still in work. You know, um, a bugbear of mine is if we look at messages of convenience, I think whether in the beauty market or the food and drink market they've been so heavily focused on younger audiences younger audiences are busier there they have more going on in their lives so we've targeted this group relentlessly with with messages of convenience but actually if you think about 
older groups, many of them staying in work now into their later 60s, early 70s and beyond. Um, many of them have busy family lives. They're still picking up from grandchildren, etc. It's really important this group also feel that brands are engaging with them on, on things they're busy with. We're getting the, the, those messages across to them, how they can help them save time. I also think as well it's really interesting that they're not actually that different as well yeah. to sort of a lot of the younger consumers. Um, like when we look at sort of certain lifestyle choices, mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned earlier about them working for longer mm-hmm. and we see older consumers being active for longer and we see people looking at health and wellness as trends anyway. Yeah. So we see people are healthy, they are living longer. Yeah. But also we, there's, there's always this, this misconception that all oh, technology, that's for the young people. Mm. But actually older people are using technology just maybe not as much, maybe they're not on Snapchat, but they're on Facebook. Mm. They are using social media, they are using digital. Absolutely. So I think there is this massive comparison which is very similar and opens up a huge opportunity to target these people because I think right now they are a little bit underserved. There's, there's sort of these token ranges that do very well at communicating um, ben- certain benefits to age-specific consumers. But there really needs to be more there, more choice, more variety, more competition really um, because I think sometimes this consumer isn't overlooked but um, they're, they're not that different to their younger counterparts. Um, I mean, in beauty, we know that they still they still use beauty products. It's still important for them. Um, there's an anti-aging conversation that maybe we can get onto in a bit as well about sort of changing this view. Absolutely, and yeah. And looking at maybe a more positive version. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that it's, it's a consumer that we can tap into a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, Alex, have you seen many examples of uh, social media campaigns in the beauty market that have been aimed at this demographic? I'd imagine not too many, but... It's it's really difficult. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of examples. I think um, one brand that's actually doing really really well at this um, is L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen sort of uh, their Golden Squad yeah. uh, advertising. So talking to talking about um, uh, they've they've put together kind of a group of uh, older sort of more famous women. But it's about the diversity within that group as well. It's yeah. not just having a single um, spokesperson who is over the age of fifty and saying this represents all. Um, or women above that age um, they've got people like Jane Fonda they've got Julianne Moore so you know in, in very different stages of their lives um, and it's showing that diversity within um, the the older generation as well because previously any campaigns we have seen that feature older women feature just one woman yeah. or, or they kind of um, are constantly as you said um looking at that anti-aging rather than looking at the kind of well what makes me feel comfortable at my age conversation diversity is a really nice one to come on to there you've made my day um (laughs) diversity is a really important obviously message in marketing at the moment it's not just a message it's a movement as we've realized that we are perhaps not doing as good as we should be when it comes to reflecting the diversity of the uk population as broadly as as we'd like and i think we're making huge huge progress in that area i think definitely there's been so many campaigns amazing campaigns that have shown the diversity of the of the uk population but as you've pointed out um not only are older consumers often forgotten from uh, from marketing campaigns, but worse yet, when they are remembered, there's no sense of the, the huge diversity that exists within this cohort. And it's a real shame because we've got this idea that only the young are diverse, only the young are interested in diversity. It's, and it's shying away from this sort of idea that there's inherent sort of backwardness about the over 55s. And there's, there's no need to believe that. We had some lovely research for the over 55s lifestyles report this year, um, which showed that 51% of all over 55s believe they've become more open-minded as they've got older so i really think this is an amazing opportunity to springboard off that to show just how uh diverse they are to engage with them about the different parts of their 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 population we know that 
people of different races don't end at 40. This is something that happens all the way through an exactly, adult population. Exactly. So we need to reflect that better and show off the different lifestyles we see amongst our older population and get a much better engagement that way. I think when you look at younger consumers, they almost have this kind of herd mentality that we kind of, we always grew up around other people, mm-hmm. we had other groups. And people almost, it's almost a bit sort of patronising really, sort of think that, as you were saying mm. earlier about like diversity just stopping at 40 Absolutely. or 50 or 60. Because we're talking about sort of the, the baby boomers or the, yep. the, the senior consumers. I mean, these are these are team builders these are people that are trying to bring everyone together to talk about the same goal so they are still used to working with other people it's just in a slightly different way to what um, we see as relevant right now but it's Mm. still it still is relevant that's Mm. i guess that's my point um so it's it's interesting to see how um we could do a lot more to target this consumer definitely um i think just just when we're looking at the examples of kind of product innovation in in beauty that we see you know for millennials versus the kind of stuff that we see for senior consumers so millennials, everyone's slapping a hashtag on you know the front of a product name <laughs> or um, they're using sort of millennial pinks and unicorns and mermaids and things like that. Um, and for the cons- the senior consumer, you know, we see a lot of kind of dowdy packaging and everything's always anti-age, make yourself look younger. Yeah, um, cover that grey, hide that wrinkle. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same. And, and as you were saying, Jack, <laughs> these, these women and these people are, are sort of... Um, very open-minded and they are you know interested in in that more fun aspect but there's nothing out there for them um i think you know and even within those within that age group as we were saying uh, the blanket message uh, is anti-age and and we're talking about you know women from their 40s 50s 60s 70s we're talking about you know very different skin needs very different mm. needs in general for each of these groups but they're all being lumped together and said look younger look younger and you know for a 70 year old looking 40 would be a lot younger Mm. so you know you can't you can't pass the same message on to every group within uh, you know sort of a senior it's a a confusing message in beauty as well i find because it's that it's like when when we've sort of seen some data it's all about sort of um there are a certain number of consumers that want to deal with the signs of aging so they do Mm. want to they are looking to combat those signs of aging but at the same time we also see people are a lot happier now with gray hair Mm. and they're a lot happy with celebrating their age so it's not about just banishing and like you say going back to this better 20 year old version of yourself exactly it's about i wasn't better at 20 no no exactly (laughs) i blossomed already i'm hoping my better years are ahead of me um but uh, yeah it is that kind of idea that we need to change them it doesn't have to be complex it can be simple but you know if i'm a brand how do i target the senior consumer without being patronizing and condescending because that seems to be sometimes the message that comes through Mm. there's elements of tokenism behind some of the ranges that come out Um, but then there are also some brands that do it superbly you mentioned l'oreal earlier yeah and there's a hair color brand or hair care range uh, white hot here in the uk who do things very well and it's all about celebrating and it's and again celebrating but not in a patronizing way yeah i mean i think as we've uh, we've got much better across all cbg goods in Realising that brands can't just sit in their sector. It's about appe- breadthening your brand to appeal across a lifestyles angle, showing how it fits across um, someone's different, uh, you know, different parts of people's lives. And um, what I think is particularly important is that we've got really stuck on this this bandwagon that looking twenty is the goal for absolutely everyone, and that's you know that's the be all and end all of it. And in fact, there is so much more to the lifestyles of over fifty fives. Whether that's being more adventurous, it's going out more, enjoying new hobbies. And from a beauty brand perspective, it's actually less about showing how can you look younger permanently, much, much more about how can you fit your brand to the various looks that might be needed for this lifestyle? How can you fit your products to fit in with their busy schedule or with their needs as a grandparent or with their needs in the, in the workforce? It's, it's a much more varied applicator 
for a slightly strange word for beauty, to, <laughs> in terms of the application of how you put out these products, there's so many more options. In fact, it should be easier sometimes what I think than in the past. Mm. I definitely agree. I mean, you know, for example, um, we're seeing a lot of a lot of skincare brands for sort of older consumers, but you don't see a lot of makeup brands for older consumers because there's the there's nope. the suggestion that women over a certain age don't want to wear, makeup, wear makeup because they you know they're sort of. Um, you know, crouching down, hiding behind, you know, their their younger selves. They don't actually want to, you know, be seen by the world. And that's absolutely not true. Um, so I think, you know, there, there are some ranges out there, you know, such as L'Oreal have brought out their Age Perfect, um, you know, so from their skincare range, but now applying it to makeup. And because there are so many different skin needs behind these older women as well. So the, the makeup, therefore, can work for them in that respect as well. Uh, so you know, there, there's not enough examples of these, and and the fact that L'Oreal are managing to champion this in so many ways shows that you know there's there's definitely room for a lot of other brands to do this. We're just not seeing them. And I think you touch on a good point as well about sort of there not being many makeup brands um, for older consumers. And it, this element of like, when did fun stop? Like, what age yeah. does fun stop? What age do we stop using entertainment and fun to engage with people? I mean, we know from the data that we've looked at that. Older consumers, they like using beauty products because it makes them feel more attractive. It makes them feel more confident. This, the figures are very similar to millennials, very, for example. Yeah, very, very. And we also know that they tap into the same trends that we look at as well. For example, um, things like uh, cruelty-free, sort of animal cruelty, things like that yep. are very important. Very, you know, A lot of environmentally friendly issues, they still resonate with older consumers. Yet we always just presume that that's something that we just target younger consumers at. It's really, there's a real, I feel very passionate about this one. People uh, have an idea that fun is just something for the young once you've had children settle down live the rest of your life fun goes out the window and I'm sure Alex will back me up there's so many campaigns that are really fun aimed at millennials that's so exciting engaging but um these disappear and actually when we look at uh, baby boomers and the generation above the swing generation these are groups that um, are in the prime of their life in so many ways they've worked very hard they've in many cases developed some financial stability um, but very aware they have a future ahead of them that could be expensive they've got possibly other generations reliant on them financially or, or time-wise they are a group that need that fun just as much as anyone and actually as people get older if anything they want to enjoy life, you know, what's left of life. It could be 20, 30 years, but there's a realisation that comes that we've got life is a finite concept and it's best, it's about enjoying it. Um, and I really think that when it comes to engaging with, with older generations, the more fun, the better. This is a group that will really respond to fun experiences, new experiences. They're an adventurous group. Definitely. I think there's, um, especially in beauty, um, and we talk about how much millennials really love to try different trends, yeah. um, and it's uh you know we don't see kind of the same amount of experiences out there for these older women so you know millennials are out there uh, really enjoying trying new trends but older women say that they don't like to try new trends but purely because there's sort of no way for them to do it yeah yeah and it's that buying because it's interesting you mentioned about like, the the new trends and things because you look at some of the new trends we see now and a lot of the stuff that I, as, as a beauty team and obviously as, as Mintel anyway mm. when we speak to people about um, certain trends things like the health and wellness <coughs> trends are so big right now oh yeah and especially we're talking about younger consumers we're talking about in, in beauty talking about um, oral uh, products, supplements, as well as obviously topical supplements to help things like pollution or mm. uh, help yeah. with aging and things like that. So we see this as such a big target, but surely this older consumer is a great, great target for that as well. This idea that this is a consumer that has been monitoring their health. They are living longer because they are being healthier. So again, this is a consumer that 
in a way, wouldn't take much buy-in and wouldn't take much targeting if we were to make a specific, tailored, personal sort of target of this older consumer who is going to be, dare I say, already tapped into this wellness trend. Mm, It's just they may just feel like they're being left out um, right now. Gut health, I think, was one of the things where that that's something that's become a real a real important trend at the moment. And when I think back, you know, even just sort of 10 years um, at when I used to think about gut health, for me, I used to think, well, that's old people drinking prune juice. And so, <laughs> but, but as in, you know, yeah. that's, that's a real trendy movement now and we're really targeting the yes. young, but that's something that's, you know, almost become part and parcel of as you grow older, you've got to take better care of yourself. You've, you've got to sort of do these things to make sure that you can live your life to the fullest and so yeah as you said the idea that maybe we we target the young you know sort of younger consumers with all of this you know we're, we're missing out on a huge market here yeah i mean in particular there's the health and well-being market sort of multifaceted and there's one part of it in particular that that struggles if you look across the mental data you'll see that older generational groups are very good with diet in particular they're very good with getting fruit and vegetables they they're good on portion control it's, it's a group that actually uh, indexes very well on those things but one area that you really see them fall down in is is fitness and exercise um regularly failing to meet the, the targets set out for this group now what's interesting about that is that as fitness has boomed as a trend in recent years we have pigeonholed it. We've made us believe that exercise and fitness is purely aimed at the young. And I think looking forward, what I would like to see more of is, is an open up of that, allowing everyone to see that health and fitness is important no matter what stage you're at in life. And it comes in so many different formats, but it's important no matter how old you are. And actually creating new ways of exercising, showcasing that and bringing people together. It's such a wonderful way of, of doing so many things. It'll tackle loneliness. It'll get people being more active. It'll keep people fitter and healthier for longer. And I think exercise really does hold the the keys to a, a very cohesive future <laughs> i think it's interesting as well because when we talk i mean we've we've done it ourselves today when we've sort of talked about old people you kind of you just group it all together yeah, exactly. and i don't mean to cause any offense by using no, the no, term no. old people but it is that case that even once you get to i mean 55 isn't old but that sort of over 55 over 65 over 75 they're just all kind of grouped together as old people oh, whereas yeah, i think there probably needs to be more segmentation there no then like if i'm 60 i'm going to have much different um, beauty health and just personal needs than I will if I'm 70 or 75. Plus, I know some 80-year-olds who can run a lot longer than I can. So again, (laughs) it is this idea that I think there needs to be more segmentation. Again, going into the idea of inclusivity um, and sort of really recognising that this isn't just one generation we just tar with one brush and Mm. say, thank you very much, there's your products. Um, So as a brand then, how do we we engage and not in a condescending way? Um, It's interesting that you brought up the brand White Hot um, uh, earlier on. Um, I think so they this year uh, decided to bring on I think it was six new models um, and so they're all models that have never done any modeling before um, and all of they've done is kind of bring a um, women out from kind of everyday situations but they've all got different uh, sort of variations in terms of the the graying of their hair mm-hmm. so some have completely white hair some are only just starting to turn gray um, some have long hair some have short hair uh, in a bid to kind of almost level the playing field and show that this brand can be used for all of those different things and so it is about showing that additional diversity within the group i think especially in marketing activity yeah diversity in representation at this point for any <laughs> any group is going to be key that we can show better a representation of how we get at different people it is the 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 basic way of making people people feel more included but i think going beyond that when it comes to to targeting for want of a better word this these these 
um, older generational groups. It's about, as you said, about social media. It's about using different channels, just in being more inventive with the way we, we look to engage with them. I've got an idea that the odd advert on TV with a very elderly person for us stair lift is the only way to talk to anyone over 55 and there's just there's so much more invention that the brands that advertisers can have with their formats with the channels they use with the types of campaigns the experiences they offer the world is your oyster for millennials that's an agreed concept it's the same for the over 55 this is a fun group have fun with it no, you're definitely right. And I think it, diversity and inclusivity is now almost becoming an expectation mm-hmm. rather than just a trait. It's something that we're all having to include um, in our communication and in our brand ethos. It has to be part of the attitude. It has to be genuine. It has to be authentic. Uh, and it is ultimately that that's going to make the best connection Absolutely. with people. Uh, I think we have unfortunately just uh, run out of time for oh, today. No. I know we probably could have talked for a lot longer. Oh, hours. Um, and we will talk for a lot longer <laughs> on another day, on another topic. Uh, but for now, no, thank you very much uh, for your insights today. Thank you very much for listening. To learn more about Mintel, the world's leading market intelligence agency, or any of the topics that we've discussed today, head over to Mintel.com and be sure to subscribe to Little Conversation wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 